This is the Visit the Zoo podcast, episode number 19. Today we hear about the black leopard, listen to three mystery animal sounds, and a lot more. And hello everybody. You may be in a plane now, in a train, on a boat, in your car, in the subway. You may be at the South Pole, you may be in the Himalayas, you may be in the Rocky Mountains, you may be at the shore catching some rays, or riding your bicycle. Wherever you are, welcome to the Visit the Zoo podcast, and my name is Frederick Fishman, and I am the creator and author of the 120 Animal 12-volume Visit the Zoo series of e-books, print books, audio books, DVD number one, just released, and of course this podcast, and it's all about the animal world. And I want to thank you for joining us today on this fascinating journey. Today, we're going to listen to some zoo news. We're going to hear some mystery animal sounds. And the sounds today, by the way, are very strange. Very strange. And I don't know whether you'll guess them or not. And we'll also listen to a full description of a black leopard and hear about their lives. We'll listen to quotes from famous people about the animal world. So there's a lot to do. And I want to also recommend that you visit one of our three websites associated with Visit the Zoo. And our primary website is at Zoo Animals, that's plural, zooanimals.info. My main author website is at Frederick Fishman, it's spelled F-I-C-H-M-A-N, frederickfishman.com. And if you want to support and help all things Visit the Zoo, and help us with our production costs and our growth that we're going to be looking at here in the near future, please visit us at our Patreon site at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash visit the zoo. Patreon.com slash visit the zoo. Okay, let's get going. We're going to read three... Short articles today, three news articles that are fairly short, but uh, they're interesting, and they're from around the world, too. The first one is from Ireland, and it's from the Home News Belfast. That's the name of the website. The title is, uh, The Belfast Newest Cheeky Monkey Makes First Appearance. He was born in 2017, but this little rascal has made his first appearance for visitors. The endangered primate, which is the Francois Langer monkey, was born in November to mum Nicoline and dad AJ. While adult Francois Langers are black in color with striking white sideburns, infants are born with ginger fur and their color changes slowly as they mature. The latest arrival has been named Huat. I don't even know if I can pronounce this, which means rascal in Chinese, thanks to his cheeky temperament. Huadadine's arrival means that the Belfast Zoo's monkey house is now home to five of these stunning leaf-eating primates. Francois Langers live in small family groups consisting of one male and a harem of adult females and their offspring. Andrew Hope, curator at the Belfast Zoo, said, With the future of this primate hanging in the balance, zoos around the world are working collaboratively to ensure the survival of the Francois Langer through an active breeding program. 
And that's from Home News Belfast in Ireland. And this is from the Windsor Star website. And the title is the website to open a $10 million lakefront nature center. Detroit Zoo has vowed this week to build a new $10 million freshwater nature center that will be located somewhere likely along the shores of Lake St. Clair. The Great Lakes Nature Center should see construction start sometime this year and be completed in late 2019. We have been interested in a long time in expanding our reach, Ron Kagan, the CEO for the Detroit Zoo, said. We've been looking for a way to develop a new campus, not another zoo, but working in the past year on a concept of a Great Lakes Nature Center. A site has not yet been selected for the project, but will be located somewhere in Macomb County along the lake. The Nature Center will be roughly 20,000 square feet in size and include numerous aquariums, animal habitats, displays on ecology of the nearby lakes, and many of the exhibits will feature the latest in technology. It is anticipated that 200,000 visitors will visit the Nature Center each year. This will be the largest nature center on the Great Lakes. It's not a zoo, but it will be camp for nature activities and programs. Good luck to the Detroit Zoo. That sounds like a fascinating place to visit, too, when it's completed. This next and final news article for this episode is from the Dunaya News Bureau, and it's a natural communication services company in Pakistan. And the story is from Peshawar, Pakistan, which has a population of almost 2 million people, and it's located in northeast Pakistan on the border near Afghanistan. The provincial government of Khyber, and I won't even attempt to get the next word, has finally gifted the citizens of Peshawar with a brand new zoo. This zoo will be the first of its kind in the city, which has previously had none. It was inaugurated by Chief Minister K.P. Parvez Katak. In his inauguration speech, Katak said that it was unfortunate that Peshawar City was not given attention earlier. During the first stage, boundary walls and cages were built, following which animals and birds were brought to the zoo. Zebra, giraffe, cheetah, along with many other animals are expected to be brought to the zoo. Good luck to the people in Peshawar in building that zoo. And that is our Zoo News for the week. It's mystery animal sounds time, and this week we're going to bring some interesting creatures for sure. And I don't know how you're going to guess these. I really don't. Let's begin now with our first animal sound, and this is only a two-second clip. So I'm going to repeat it a few times, okay? Here we go. All right, that's animal number one. Now here is animal number two. It's strange, isn't it? I, mean, I have to play that one again. I, I love this one. And finally, here's animal sound number three. And this clip is a little longer, so I'm just going to play it once, but I'll just let it run. No, 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 no,
Okay, those are our three animal sounds for today, and I will let you know what these animals are and a little bit about them later on in the podcast. And it's now time for our full description read. And again, this is going to be done by uh, actress Shannon Zamora. Thank you very much, Shannon, for doing this. She's going to read a little bit about the Black Leopard. And if you take a look at the picture that's associated with the podcast listing, you'll see that it's a beautiful animal with penetrating eyes. So, Shannon, tell us a little bit about the Black Leopard. Black Leopard. Can you imagine coming face to face with this large cat? And the Black Leopard is a large cat. They normally weigh between 124 and 221 pounds, but one big dude biologists discovered came in at 350 pounds. They have shorter legs than other cats, and they stand 30 inches tall at the shoulder. They are between 4 and 6 feet long, but their biting strength is twice that of the larger lion. They have the second strongest bite strength of all mammals after the hyena, and they are good climbers, crawlers, and swimmers. They are spread out in Africa, Asia, and North America. They are called by different names in different countries, sometimes leopard, sometimes jaguar, and sometimes cougar. The black color is another quirk of nature and a gene mix-up, but they are basically all the same animal. They are solitary, and they hunt by stalk and ambush rather than chase. These leopards like to drop out of trees to pounce on prey. And their prey? They eat just about anything with a heartbeat. Their dinner menu consists of 87 different species, so they aren't picky eaters. In zoos, they will eat about 4 to 5 pounds of meat per day. Sadly, their numbers are declining. They are classified as near-threatened. Like so many other threatened species, their habitat decreases year by year. At least this fellow in the zoo now is protected and will be cared for by attentive zookeepers. That's a little bit about the Black Leopard. Thank you very much, Shannon. Okay, let's play our three animal sounds now, and let's hope that you guess what they are. And if you did, if you got all three, boy, you, you, you're really on top of your game. You really are. Here's the first animal sound. It sounds like a cat, doesn't it? Well, that's what it is. It's uh, Lynx, and it's spelled L Y. In X, the lynx definitely has a cat-like face, and you would know that it's a cat. And the bobcat here in the U.S. falls within this group. It's considered to be a medium wild cat, and it has pointed ears with tufts of black hair on the tips of their ears. The Eurasian lynx is about 40 to 66 pounds and about 1.8 to 2.5 feet long. The Canada lynx is 18 to 24 pounds, a little lighter, 19 to 22 inches long. And the Iberian lynx is 28 pounds, 2.8 to 3.6 feet long. They're usually solitary, but they may hunt occasionally in small packs. They inhabit the high-altitude forests, dense shrubs, and grass. It can climb trees, and this cat likes to swim because it likes to catch fish. They can be found in Europe, North America, and in Asia. All right, here is the next sound, and I don't know anybody who's going to get this one, but I'll give it a shot. Here we go. (laughs) 
that is a pipistrelle. It's a type of a bat. Now, we've discussed here on Visit the Zoo in previous uh, an episode, I, I forget which one, about bats, so I won't go into the whole thing. But this particular bat is a bit smaller than their cousins. And they jerk and fly around in an uneven pattern, much like a butterfly. They are found around the world. And here's an interesting fact about these bats, the pipistrelle. They can eat up to 3,000 gnats and insects in one night. That's 3,000 insects in one night. Their wingspan is 180 to 240 millimeters, and their body is 3.5 to 4.5 millimeters, and they only weigh 3 to 8 grams, so they're little small little guys. All right, a lot to say about this next one. Let me play this clip again. It's a little bit longer. See if you can guess what it is. If you get some type of a monkey or great ape, this is a siamang gibbon. A gibbon is an arboreal creature that has long, dense black fur. They live in the forest of Indonesia, Thailand, Malaysia, and Sumatra. They are the largest of the gibbons, and they make very large and loud sounds as well. They can live up to 40 years in captivity. They have long arms, which are longer than their legs, and their average length is 90 centimeters, and the largest siamang gibbon can be 1 meter and 50 centimeters. They have a hairless face, except for maybe a thin mustache, and they live in groups of about six individuals. Fruit is about 60% of their diet, but they eat over 160 different species of plants, so they're not picky eaters. They rest for about 50% of their waking hours, and that leaves the other 50% for everything else, of course. Now, the calling that you heard in, in those sound clips does have a purpose. It occurs mostly in the morning, less than midday, and it really peaks in the morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., and they do that for several reasons. They call like that. It's directed at their neighbors for a couple of reasons. First of all, they respond to any disturbance they hear by calling out, and they also like to defend their territory. Also, when it sees another group of gibbons in the forest, they will call out as well, and also when fruit is abundant. Sometimes they'll shake a branch or They'll start swinging or moving around or making calls to emphasize what they're trying to get over, what they're trying to say. They live in tall and high trees where calls can be heard much farther. Sometimes mated pairs will call out in duets, identifying the status of them being a mated pair. So those are our three animal sounds for today. 
Okay, it's time now on this next segment, segment number eight I've got here on my podcast rundown, uh, where I either read a poem or I give a few quotes. And today I think we're going to do the quotes. And this is a series of quotes from people, some of which you may know and some of which uh, you may not know. The first quote is written by Whitney Mandel in the Orange Coast magazine in February of 2006. Animals are like angels sent to earth to teach us how to love. They don't get angry or play silly games. They are always there for us. This next one is from author A.A. Milne, who wrote Winnie the Pooh. Some people talk to animals. Not many listen, though. That's the problem. Next one is from Mark Beckoff from Minding Animals. Animals are not property or things, but rather living organisms, subjects of a life, who are worthy of our compassion, respect, friendship, and support. This is from Mahatma Gandhi, and it's attributed to his writing, The Welfare of Animals, The Silent Majority. The greatness of a nation and its moral progress can be judged by the way its animals are treated. This next one is from Chief Seattle of the Suwamish tribe, in a letter to President Franklin Pierce. If all the beasts were gone... Men would die from a great loneliness of spirit, for whatever happens to the beasts also happens to man. All things are connected. This is from Anatole France from her works. Until one has loved an animal, a part of one's great soul remains unawakened. This next one is a catechism from the Catholic Church. Animals are God's creatures. He surrounds them with his providential care. By their mere existence, they bless him and give him glory. Thus men owe them kindness. This next one is from Matthew Scully from the publication Dominion. Animals are more than ever a test of our character, of mankind's capacity for empathy, for decent, honorable conduct and faithful stewardship. We are called to treat them with kindness, not because they have rights or power or some claim to equality, but in a sense because they don't, because they all stand unequal and powerless before us. Animals are so easily overlooked and their interests so easily brushed aside. Whenever humans enter their world, from our farms to the local animal shelter to the African savanna, we enter as lords of the earth, bearing strange powers of terror and mercy alike. And those are our quotes for today. And one final brief word for our sponsor. Thank you very much to the Uncommon Core podcast. And, and they ask, what does street art, reef aquariums, organic markets, fly fishing, roadsters, architecture, fashion, high-end audio, and synthesizers have in common? They were all topics on the Uncommon Core podcast. The Uncommon Core podcast is about ideas and experiences and perspectives that make us different from each other. Content includes live-to-tape recordings, interviews, dialogues, monologues, narrative stories, and soundscapes. In the most recent episode on Common Core Podcast, 
looks at the Capsule Show, which is a fashion event for women's ready-to-wear spring and summer, which is coming up, folks. Join forces with Comedian Toothbrush to discuss fashion, including Levi's. That's the Uncommon Core Podcast. Check out their blog at www.uncommonpodcast.com or www.uccpodcast.com. Also, they have great merch at their site, www.hugthepug.com. Uncommon Core Podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, and YouTube. Anyhow, that is our episode for today. I want to thank you very much for joining us. We ask that you please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcast. And remember, our three sites, our main primary site is Zoo Animals, that's plural, zooanimals.info, and also my author site at frederickfishman, spelled F-I-C-H-M-A-N.com. And please support everything that we do here by going to Patreon dot com slash visit the zoo patreon spelled p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash visit the zoo hope you've had some fun i absolutely love to record these podcasts i really do so i hope you'll join us next time please take care have a good week bye-bye